Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and this is Nintendo World Report's Connectivity Podcast, episode 117, That's Your Gateway Drug. We've got two segments for you. First is an original quiz show from the mind of Don Koopman, and after that, Scott and Zach discuss the definitive games for the Wii. Enjoy the episode. Hello everyone, and welcome to this very special section of connectivity in the year that is not the year of Luigi. Well, it's still kind of the year of Luigi. And, oh, fair enough. The, the, <laughs> the voice you are hearing there is Alex Kalafi. Hi everyone. And we are also joined by the man himself, the master, the champion of this podcast. Scott Thompson. I am not going to do well in this game, but hello. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so this is a quiz. We have four rounds. Uh, one is a, mu- is a news round. The second one is a music round. The third one is a NVR facts round. So it's going to be interesting how much these guys actually know about their own freaking website. <laughs> and fourth is going to be special that I'm going to reveal when we get there. And it's going yeah, to be devious. So- so it's important to mention this is this is a game show that Don has completely made of himself. This you know this is different than like our Jeopardy and Who Wants to Be a Nintendo Wear kind of segments. This is something Don has uh, has created in his mad little mind. So we will see uh, we will see how it goes. But I'm excited to test my metal here. This last segment sounds incredible. The uh, the last <laughs> part of this whole challenge thing. I I think everyone who's listening is going to enjoy it. I hope so too. Or else it would be all for nothing. <laughs> so. Let's jump in. The first round is called What's the Headline Anyway? Which is a take on that very popular show that everybody can remember. If you don't remember, then you're possibly not very good with improv comedy. Anyway, uh, we're going to look at this round at like some of the news that happened throughout 2014. Um, we have a max on this for 10 minutes. I have like a whole bunch of questions written down. So if the time runs out, that's it. That's over. Too bad. So here we go, let's jump into the first question. In the United Kingdom, a Wii U commercial got taken off the air for violating some rules. What was wrong with this commercial? <laughs> Oof. Oh boy. Uh, I do not know, so I will pass. <laughs> do we lose points for guessing? No. Okay. Is it because they used copyrighted music that they shouldn't have used? No. Okay, it was worth a try. Uh, it was because of misleading messages, because not every game supported off-TV play. Oh, yeah. Mm. I remember that news story. I guess not well enough. <laughs> um, in Europe, there was a discussion co- going on when like the, the Virtual Console service came out on Wii U. What were exactly European fans unhappy about? Oh, that uh, it was in, what is it? 50, 50 megahertz? 50 megahertz, yeah. I think Scott was first there, so Scott uh, that's Yeah, he, he started the thought. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Developer Brownie Brown got a massive overhaul at this year and became a whole different studio together. What is their name now? 1UP Studios. That's a point for Alex. Um, gaming programmer Mike Hoy, or Hey did something special out of the ordinary for his three-year-old daughter. What exactly? He oh, he made... changed uh, Zelda, so you play as a. As, it's Donkey as Kong, Zelda. so you play as Peach. Oh, Donkey Kong—that's what it is. It's it's Pauline, but I Pauline. will count. But I will count okay. it, Alex. All right. That's right. Yeah. 
Pokemon Rumble U became the first game to support which feature of the Wii U? NFC. <laughs> of course the Pokemon fan gets it. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah. Way before Miiverse on Nintendo 3DS became a thing, a certain 3DS game already got a community. Which game was this? Animal Crossing? No, even way before that. Let me see. What was this year? This year, huh? Was the year of... Luigi. So which game came out in the year of Luigi? Which 3DS Luigi's game? Luigi's Mansion? That is correct. What was the community? That's for Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Yeah, but how did that community happen? Like, I don't... Let's move on. It's, it's going to be way too long if we're going to question everything. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Yes. Uh, in June, Nintendo ended some of their services on Wii. Can you name them all? You get a point for each. Nintendo Channel. That's one point for Alex. Wii uh, News and the Weather Forecast. I don't know if those count as points. Yes, they do. Scott, do you have anything? Uh, probably what the the vote for me channel was. Yes. Is that all of them? Um, there was. Didn't they have they had the, they had the surveys like the little like quizzes, but is that a thing they were even still doing? I don't even remember. No, they they they, they, pl- they 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 plugged that too. Yeah, you got that one. You said me maker. Yeah, that me not not like the me maker, but the one where you can like showcase your me's. Yep, that's correct. Okay, Scott, you gotta get brutal. Um, so the only two left that you guys didn't get were posting on the Wii message board, sending messages to friends, and sharing game data and games now. Mm. So you did pretty yeah. good. Huh. Okay. Um, which SNES game so far you released on the Wii U Virtual Console? Huh? Which SNES game so finally released on the Wii U Virtual Console? Earthbound. There we go. No, Scott got it. There you go. <laughs> did you guys play Earthbound? I haven't yet. Scott reviewed it, didn't you? Yeah, I reviewed it over at IGN. I beat it again this year, and I, I mean, I, I have my old Super Nintendo cart, so yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of that game. Good, good. Wario started a project of his own for his highly anticipated game in Wario. Which parody site did he create? Oh, man. Didn't he do, like, some, like, fart thing, or was that with, uh... You, you're, you are close. Okay. I'm willing you to give remember. you. I'm willing you to give you half a point. It was Crowdfarter. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That yeah, was dumb. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> so Miyamoto was quoting, quoted as saying that he thinks that this is his best game ever. What game? Pikmin Three. There you go. Nintendo released four new Street Pass games to the public. Can you name them all? You get a point Need for force. each. Mm-hmm. Um, Flower Town. Mm-hmm. Um, God, what was the one that was like Quest or something? Um, and then there was the the Ghost one. I need names. Oh, I got nothing. Man. I'm, I'm I'm willing you to give you half a point for each one because you were close. Uh, one was Warriors <laughs> Way, another was Monster Manor. Warriors Way, Monster. Yeah, that's right. So there you go. Um, which de- Japanese company was declared bankrupt, yet this gaming development house turned out completely fine? Oh, oh well, man. who was it that survived? It was At- Atlas survived. Y- yes. I don't know I was the lo- Index. 
index. I will give you yeah. b- both a point. I'm I'm feeling generous today. Okay. Yeah. Um, in this year of Luigi, a number of titles have come out that actively feature him. Can you name each title? Luigi's uh, Mansion, Dark Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Super Luigi U. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario, uh, Luigi Mario and Dream Luigi. Team. Ah, I was just gonna say that one. Uh, Doctor mm-hmm. Luigi. Mm-hmm. Um, New Super Mario, Super Mario 3D World. That is correct. The next question. We have like three minutes still on the clock, so we're going doing well. Uh, the new Mario Kart title on Wii U will be coming out on Spring 2014. But I'm wondering, what will be the Game Pass be used for? Horn honking. Correct. <laughs> Talk about the Japanese market. Which 3DS game was the fastest selling 3DS game in that region? Monster Hunter? Yeah, it's either that or Pokemon, but probably Monster Hunter. Correct. Is it 4? Was it 4? It was 4, yes. Okay. Um, Nintendo had a severe loss this year as the biggest icons finally saw rest. Who am I talking about and how old did he become? Hmm... Finally saw rest. Yes. A severe loss and one of its biggest icons. I can't I can't remember his name or how old he was. Oh, Hiroshi Yamauchi. I real yeah, life people. I, I thought you were talking about a character. Like a character? Yeah. <laughs> no. no. How old how old was he? He was eighties. For some reason I was th- eighty eight comes to mind for some reason. Yeah. Do you want to take a guess, Alex? It's Hiroshi Yamauchi. Oh, age? Yep. Oh, uh, 84. You were close, it was 85. Oh, wow. Mm. On, on Wii U, Toki Tori 2 saw a massive increase after a price drop plus an update. By how many percent did the sales go up? And you can give a rough estimate, both of you. 200%? Oh, God. Um, well, I guess 150%. <laughs> you both are way too far off. Say higher. Eight hundred percent, a thousand percent. Well, Scott is close. It was eight thousand twenty-seven. Wow, <laughs> that's cool. Yes, good yeah, really good. Uh, well, I don't they know actually... how much it helped. They they just they just like fired people and restructured to be a smaller team. But uh, that's correct. That's, yeah, it sounds good though on the surface. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the heavily delayed Rayman Legends saw f- these exclusive costumes coming to Wii U version as a bonus. Mario and Luigi. Yep. Correct. Sakurai decided against cutscenes in the new Smash Brothers game. Why? Because people would look him up on YouTube and it would waste his uh, effort by not seeing them in the full game. That is correct. This version of the Nintendo 3DS family can be considered somewhat of a ba- black sheep. Is it as it no longer is a clamshell. What am I talking about? 2DS? There you go. And I have time for one more question. Amazing. In the indie scene, Nintendo surprised everybody by allowing this in their software titles. What? Mies? Well, that's not really specific to indie games. Meverse? Oh, hmm. Oh, it's that framework, isn't it? Unity? Is that it? No, I, I, I was talking about a feature, but... Um, oh, oh. 
Uh, well, that was also a pretty impressive answer. And actually, uh, the answer I was looking for is cross-platform online play. Oh. I, what game did that? There are multiple are going to be using that in uh, 2014. Oh, okay. Mm. So, at the end of the first round, Scott got 14 points. Mm-hmm. And Alex got 17 and a half. Ooh. Nice. It's close. That's good. Yep. So everything is still to play for as we move on to the music. Excellent. round two which is the music um we have two packages uh we just decided beforehand who's going to do which and the first package is for scott um each of these packages contains six songs and contestants have to guess the game and the month um are we ready fellas i'm ready yep okay so we're gonna use listen to the first package then Oh, 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 
So that was the first package, and what a package it was! <laughs> yeah. So Scott, can you name any of them? Yeah, I'll try. Uh, well, the first one was Super Mario 3D World, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct, and uh, you which know, came, came out yep. in November. Correct too. Was the second one Rayman Legends? No. Okay. Ooh. Oh, maybe it was one of the spy levels. Okay, so I don't know that one. Um, I don't. I, is the third one possibly no? I don't know the third one either. I thought maybe it's like one of like the Ace Attorney game because I didn't play that, so I was just guessing. Um, no, nope, nope. Was the fourth one Pikmin Three? Also, no. Uh, yeah, I did really <laughs> bad on this. Uh, I didn't know the fifth one, and then the sixth one I was just guessing because I haven't played it yet. Was it A Link Between Worlds? No. Okay, yeah. So I only got the first. <laughs> one. That was bad. Okay, Alex, do you know any of them? Uh, I think there was one of them I might have known, but I don't think so. Okay. Uh, so they were, like, the first one, like Scott directly correctly said, was Super Mario 3D World, which came out in November. Then it was Injustice, Gods Among Us, which came out in April. Uh, Tokyo Crash Mobs, which came out in January. Uh, eShop title, lovely music. Uh, very jazzy. Uh... Dampenman 2, which came out in May. Lego City Undercover, which I used uh, the Falling to Earth theme on that. Uh, the one in the final mission, which is amazing. And then uh, finally, there was Attack of the Friday Monsters, which, has, which came out in July. It's very soothing music. Uh, people should play that. Okay, so we're moving on to the second package. I'm, I'm really upset about that, because I played Injustice and uh, Lego City and didn't recognize either of them. Well, that's too bad. It is. What? Anyway, let's moving on.
And we just wrapped up the second package. And Alex, do you recognize any of them? Sure, I'm going to go down my list. I'll just go down the list of six. Yeah. Uh, Harmonite from March, Pokemon X and Y from October, Jet Rocket 2 from... I'm going to say October, Call of Duty Ghosts from November, Pokemon X and Y again for October. I want to spread out my chances. And last but not least, Animal Crossing New Leaf from June. June 9th, specifically. There was another... <laughs> uh, the, I, I want to stop you there. There was another Animal Crossing game. It's not the one you're thinking of. <gasps> or Animal, Animal Crossing app, actually. Oh, wow. What a twist. Is that where the song was from? Was it from the app? Yes, do you know the app, Alex? Because you were quite right, but I want It was um, Animal Crossing Plaza. Which month came it out? It came out... Oh, man. I am going to say... August. Correct. Nice. <laughs> so you both... Uh, so at least both got two points. But maybe... You don't know. Maybe Scott can... Turn it around and get a load of these answers. Some what was the of... other point I got? Oh, wait, you'll tell me. Uh, the one for month and the one for the game. Okay. But, oh, uh, each is worth a point. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so you got um, two points. Was the, was the first one Lego City The Chase Begins? No. Man, it sounded just like Lego City. It's got that like that guitar in it. That just I will, I will so reveal what that was. That was the Sonic Lost World. Oh, okay. Oh, see, that that sucks because that's what I that's what I picked for number two was Sonic Lost World, so I got that one wrong too, I guess. <laughs> that that one I was a, I was a bit sneaky with that one because we had no game for December to really find because nothing noteworthy came out, so we just went with a European release, <laughs> which is basically the fault. But I would give I would have gave you two points if you would even have gotten that one. So, uh, but uh, I thought no. you might do that, but I wasn't sure, so I didn't pick bravely the fault for any of these. Um. And that's it. I didn't know three, four, three through five. I didn't even make guesses. So, the 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 third one will kind of rip you in half, though, Scott, because the third one was Game and Wario. Mm, I thought it sounded familiar. I just wasn't sure. And which came out in June. Uh, the fourth one was Rage of the Gladiator, which came out in September. The fifth one was Brain Age, mm. which came out oh, in wow. February. I played that game. That was good. I I wish I remembered it. Yes, I good because I write these. Ha 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 ha. So at, at so at the end of the second round, not many points were scored, but Scott is at sixteen and Alex is at nineteen and a half. Okay, still pretty close. So nothing has changed in the score, but we're moving on to round three. Round three is did you know? Uh, this part actually t gonna, is going to talk about things of NVR in 2013. Uh, these questions have a bit more context, so there are a little less of them. Um, so the first few questions are going to be about reviews. Uh, NVR brings the weekly awesomeness by telling you what we think about the latest and greatest. There are, however, sometimes games that we don't want to remember. For this question, I'm searching for games that scored lower than a 3. 
Um, I will name a game. And we'll go on and off. So I'll switch between Alex and, and Scott. And you have to give me a simple yes or no answer. Scored this game lower than a 3.0. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Yes. I'm starting with you, Alex. Okay. Ben 10 Omniverse. Higher. That is correct. Scott. Can I guess the score? Oh, okay. You can't guess the score, sadly. <laughs> oh. S- Scott. Chuck E. Cheese's Alien Defense Force. Oh, it has to be worse. <laughs> that is correct. That was a 2.0. Oh, man. <laughs> the next one. Family Party for Alex. Family Party 40 Great Games Obstacle Arcade. Hmm. I, I kind of, I vaguely remember this review, and I remember it was a low score. I am going to guess higher. That is incorrect. Man. Hmm. That was a 1.0. Oh, God. I, that's as low as it goes. Yeah. Uh, the next one is for you, Scott. Marvel Avengers Battle for Earth. <laughs> Marvel Avengers Battle for Earth. Uh, higher than a 3. That is correct. It was a 4.0. Uh, Alex, Crystal Adventure. Higher. Lower. Man. Scott, some... Jewel Master, <laughs> Cradle of Egypt 2. Higher. Correct. Alex, Biorhythm. Higher. That is correct. Nice. Scott, 101 Dino Pets 3D. Lower. Actually, that was a trick question. It's ex- exactly 3.0, so I'm going to give you that regardless anyway. Man, <laughs> okay. that's a free space. Yes. Don't worry. Um, Alex. Sure. Unchained Blades. I'm going to say higher than a 3, but not by much. It was a 5. Oh. Scott. When... Christmas yes. Wonderland 2. Christmas Wonderland 2? Yeah. God, lower. A 2.0, correct. Whew. Alex, Clash of the Elementalists. That sounds like a shitty game. Uh, lower. And that was your trick question. That was a free exact as well. Oh, cool. <laughs> Everyone wins. Yeah. Everybody gets a free space. Don't worry. Okay. Um... Scott, which is cat? Which is cat? Yeah. Oh god. Um I'm gonna say higher. That is correct. That got a six. Um Alex. Mm-hmm. Ofe- Othello. Othello. Hmm. I'm going to say higher. Six point five. Cool. Uh, Scott, Smurfs 2. Oh god, lower. That was a 1. <laughs> and the final 2 in this list. Um, so for Alex, it's going to be Groove Heaven. Higher. That is correct, it was a 7.0. It was oh, the okay. highest I included in this list. Wow. And the final one for Scott 
that is Adventure Time. Explore the dungeon because I don't know. Ooh. Oh, I know this got a very bad review, but was it three or lower? Oh, man. Oh, I'm going to say lower. You are correct. It's a 2.0. Nice. <laughs> so the second question is, we only score a couple of times in a year like a game of perfect score. Which Can you name like one of them and you get a point for it? The Wind Waker HD. Neil Ronahan reviewed that. <laughs> that wasn't a 10. It Runner wasn't. 2. That's, that is correct, Scott. Uh, Alex, do you want to have another guess? Um, yeah, uh, I remember, here's one of my favorites. Uh, there was a review of Deus Ex Human Revolution that was a 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. Correct. And, Scott, your final, ti- final try? There's There's one more. There are actually two more, but you only are allowed to guess one more. Okay. Give me a second here. Okay, so run to two. Dance so can dance. I make a correction? Uh, Neil did give the Wind Waker HD a 10 out of 10. Okay, so you get the point from me for free. Nice. Oh, man, what? <laughs> I, I can, I'll link it in the chat if you don't believe no, me. No, no, I, I, I believe you, I believe you. You believe Neil will give a game a 10? Yeah, I do believe <laughs> that. You get run into a 10. Uh, man, what else could there be? It's a very obvious one. Well, there's Mario 3D World. Correct. Ooh, Andrew okay. reviewed that, I think. Well, we had like five reviews for that, so yeah, yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> At least one of them will be a 10. <laughs> two, of them, two of them were actually 10. Mine was an 8.5. Oh, nice. For the, for, the, for the madman that I am. Um, <laughs> in what instance this year, we had a review with five different authors all joining the craze. What, what was this game? A Link Between Worlds. No, it was, it was, was that 3DS like, oh, like arcade kidding. game or something you guys all oh, reviewed. Oh, like, it was Join Dots, uh, Funfair Party Games. That's fun, indeed Funfair Party Games. Next question, who wrote the most reviews this year? Neil. Neil. Well, yeah, that's his. Neil is not number one, it's actually the second. Oh, he's not number one? Holy crap. <laughs> yes. Oh, you, Don. You wrote the most. Oh, of course it's Don. Like, like that's <laughs> yeah. that's so obvious, it's right in front of your face, but you never notice it. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at his little picture here on Skype, and I didn't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so, so, even for comparison's sake, Neil wrote 24 reviews in 2014. Mm-hmm. 2014, I mean. And I wrote 47. Oh, wow. man. You journalist, you. <laughs> so we also have a podcast you might be listening to it now it's called Connectivity who edited the most podcast this year Mike or Scott Scott <laughs> uh, well I guess I'll say Mike then <laughs> Scott is correct it's Mike yeah. yes how did you I know this so. Scott <laughs> well you know I don't know I was gonna like do the math on it but you just instantly said my name so I didn't really have a choice <laughs> You could have been be idiots and said both said the same name, but there you go. You went different and scored a point, so there you go. <laughs> it's a brutal game, Scott. Yeah, I know. All of these connectivity podcasts also have wacky titles, and to honor these, I'm going to name a few. If if I'm saying a fake one, you have to say that. If you think I'm saying one that's correct, you have to say that too. We're, we're going to do the same one like the reviews. Here we go. <laughs> Alex. Yeah. 
The title is Physical All the Way. Uh, I'm going to say that is a real title. That is correct. Scott. Mm-hmm. One Badass Show. Oh, that is not a real title. That is correct. <laughs> this is Scott's category. He wrote <laughs> half of them. <laughs> Alex. Yes. I killed him. Did I just win? Oh, that's... Oh, man, but is that uh, Connectivity or RFN? I'm going to say Connectivity. That is correct. Yeah, um, I knew it was a title. Um, Scott, Serving the Community. Serving the Community. I don't think that's a title. You are correct. Alex, mm-hmm. Don't Screw With Me. Not a title. Correct. Okay, I was with Scott. Yeah, I was with Scott. Um, barely functional dog shit. Barely functional dog shit. Hmm. That almost... Could that be one of Mike's? Huh. I, I'm i gonna say it is a title. That is correct. Oof. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Let's like us. Is a title. No, it wasn't the title. Man, that sounded familiar. Okay. I thought that was a title. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, Japan's very own. That is a title. No. I think I said that. No, it was Europe's very own. I just made a parody oh, of that. Oh, boy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Alex, I only date new- newborns. That was an episode Josh, I, and Danny recorded. Uh, yes, that is a title. That is correct. Um, Scott. Present podcast of Melodic of Wonder. Of Wilder. Wait, wait, say that again? Present podcast of Melodic of Wilder. I know we did one where it was like a spoof of the Runner 2 title, but I don't know if that was exactly it. Um... I'm going to say no. You are incorrect. Uh, so that was exactly it. Okay. And the last one for for Alex is, we all love Denny. Even though it's true, I don't think it's a title. No, it was actually, we all hate Denny. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's a point. That's cool. I yeah. think you got more than me, Alex. <laughs> we'll see. You still got another one, don't you? Yes. Uh, Radio Trivia with your host, TIP, had some guests this year. Who joined them this year? I did. Oh, God. Yeah, Alex did. Um... Zach did. Mm-hmm. Scott? Jo- Josh? No. Did you? Who, me? Yeah. No. Sklens. <laughs> Is not is it on the list? Okay. Um, you're going to pass. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I could just keep naming names. <laughs> Someone. Um, what about so- the other Zach? Kaplan, as he said. No. Curtis. No. <laughs> These are more established names in the NVR staff that joined him this year. 
Jonathan huh. Metz. Correct. James, James Jones. Correct. Guillaume Vayette. Correct. Uh, Nate Andrews. No. Ah, he was never on one, really? John Lindemann. No. Oh, I didn't think he would. It was worth a try. So... How many are we missing? You are missing three. Okay. But, wow. But uh, I, I don't think you're going to get them, so we're going to move on. Um, okay. So the ones that you didn't get were Neil, Greg Leahy, and Andrew Brown. Oh, huh. wow. Okay. Question nine. At some... There's, of course, also Radio Free Nintendo, which is the other big podcast on this website. Um, and these are edited by Guillaume Fiat. But there are a couple of times where he didn't edit the podcast. How many times did he not edit the thing? Four. Five. Is that your final answers, your final guess answers? Yes. Sure. It was 14 times, so I don't know who guessed wow. five. I guess, I guessed five. So that point is going to Alex. I didn't know James what? and uh, <laughs> John... off and he gets the point. <laughs> I was surprised James and Jonathan uh, edited that many times. I'm not surprised, but I oh, I guess I am surprised. I thought it was I, always. I good. am. I didn't know. I didn't know it was that many. Yeah. Yeah. Name our cool. top ten Wii U, Wii U games in the first year. Top ten. Oh, Mario 3D World, Zombie U. No, 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 no! Don't go that fast. I'd have to. <laughs> you, you said you said you said Mario 3D World. You said. He said Zombie, Zombie U, U. Pikmin Some... 3. I, th- I said those three, and then Alex said one. I said Wind Waker HD. Uh, yeah. Runner 2. New Super Mario Bros. U. Mm-hmm. Um, what other games came out? Yeah, why can't I think of anything? Rayman Legends. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get that. I know. How did I not get that one? I, um, I, I'm, I'm missing two in particular. New Super Luigi U? Yeah. Yeah, I thought we counted that separate. We fit you? No. Okay. Uh, there's there's one more. City? Yeah. Alright. Oh, yeah. Which feature has been published um, consistently every week for the last year? Wait, say it mm-hmm. again? Which feature has been published on the site every week for the last year consistently? Oh, Ninten- Nintendo Downloads. Nintendo Collector's Diary or Journal. The don't, Justin Barbie one. Bo- both don't count as features. Oh, the the the, 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 the Ruby one counts as a feature, but that wasn't weekly. Oh, feature. A feature. Nintendo downloads isn't a feature. Man. Yeah, you were clo- closer by, Scott. I will say it has to do something with Nintendo downloads, but not domestic. Um. If I say the name Daddy hmm. Bivens. Oh, the J- the Japanese. Yep. Weekly downloads? Oh, okay. Cool. So that's a feature, but the US one is news? Is that how we break it down? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's it's it's. I don't know how that works, but there you go. Good yeah. On Danny. Which of the three starter Pokemon or an evolved form of that was most mentioned in the R Pokemon Teams feature for Pokemon X and Y? What... What'd you say? Which of oh, the f- which yeah. of the free starting Pokemon or involved version of it was most mentioned in our Pokemon X and Y teams feature? I'm going to guess Froakie. Scott. 
Um, God, I don't even remember the names of them. The 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 grass one was like chair chair. Yeah, just just Jespin, Froki, and Venikin. Yeah. Wait, what were they? Venikin, Jespin, and Froki. Oh yeah, uh, Froki's probably it, but I'll say the Venikin. I'll say the fire one. You are correct, Scott. Yeah, <laughs> I I realize that people like their furry Pokemon. <laughs> and the final question of this round. Which game does Justin Baker replay every summer, as he said in his, in his staff says? Is, was it Paper Mario and the Fauci Door, F-Zero X, Elite Beat Agents, or Mega Man X? Mega Man X. That point goes to Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds the, like an every summer game. At the end of that round, it's 39 for Scott, 42 and a half for Alex. Oh Damn, God. this is close. But you you still got that final round. Yeah, we'll and, and that final round is gonna go for five for five points. So let's get into it. So the final round is something I, I kind of stole from other quiz, but it's so fun, so I had to include it. It's Defend the Indefensible. So players have to cherish, champion, or appreciate a statement for 60 seconds. And the person who can argue it the best, even if it will hurt them from the ground of their heart, will win. <laughs> uh, who wants to go first of you two? Uh, no. I'll start. I'll start. Okay. Scott can have it. Scott. So, uh, just before the listeners at home, uh, they had to make the statements for the other person. Scott, if I when I say the statement, you have to argue it directly for a minute. So, okay. take a deep breath. Sure. Okay, here we go. Rayman Legends is a 5 out of 10 game. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, go? Yeah. Well... You see, there's a lot of things wrong with Rayman Legends. Uh, you have the Murphy levels, first of all, which are just complete garbage. Um, the AI moves too slow. They break up the entire flow of the game. Um, they're just kind of a nuisance. It, it seems like an interesting idea, but it just really isn't. It, it does, does not work. And the trouble is that they kind of pop up every two or three levels, so you're forced into this completely different game style which just does not work it is terrible and while you can skip them uh, doing so when you get to the end of the game to unlock the final world you're gonna have to go back and play them and if you have to play them back to back to back you'll basically want to kill yourself uh it was delayed for a long time so it could release on other consoles which is just complete garbage and i hated for that uh most of the game's content well a good chunk of the game's content comes from Rayman origins a bunch of the levels from Rayman origins appear in legends uh, so talk about rehashing there. Uh, kind of kind of lazy on Ubisoft's part, if you ask me. Can't even make a complete own game. And that Legends. is time. Five out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> time goes by very quickly, huh? It does. Yeah. Alex, are you prepared? I am unprepared, but ready to talk out of my ass. <laughs> I'm very interested how you're going to react to this one. <clears throat> Tell me why Super Mario 3D World is the greatest Mario game of all time. There you go. 
I'm going to talk to you a little about a bit about the evolution of Mario. Mario 64 started a concept which was good but wasn't quite evolved yet. Mario 3D World seems like the full realization of that concept. Just like 3D Land was a good game, it, it, it started that idea of uh, linear levels. Mario 3D World perfected it. It is a beautiful game, it has an ideal soundtrack, and the level design, impeccable. The four <laughs> characters take exactly what I love about Super Mario Bros. 2 and take it to the modern era. They might not have wart, but having Bowser and having someone who wasn't the generic damsel in distress as Peach, ideal, perfect. I, I couldn't say anything more. Tons of bonus content, uh, and you know what? It had a perfect, brilliant level progression. At the very end, it got so hard that I couldn't even beat the levels without getting the three stars. Super Mario 3D World, undoubtedly, is a 10 out of 10 game and the finest game Nintendo has ever made. Wow, you did that one, one second remaining. That's incredible. <laughs> Jesus, oh, who's gonna win this one? Hmm. <laughs> I, you know what? Before you even decide, I think we both deserve a pat on the back. I am surprised Scott took something like a mediocre score and he was able to take a professional, <laughs> critical approach to it. That impressed me. <laughs> it yeah, but both did very well. Ooh. Okay. Um, I'm going to give the five points to Alex. Okay, why? Because you're such an incredible bullshitter. <laughs> I know. The, the the way that you talked, you talked like, yeah, this is like, yeah, this is like the evolution of like, it's like, I, oh, I, I almost totally bought it. I was like, this, this man is almost excited for Mario 3D World now. It's amazing. <laughs> And, and and I liked like well I liked like the critical approach of uh, Scott. I know that he kind of like he was like, mm, what should I say more? Uh, <laughs> like and you were like very focused, were very to the point. It's like yeah, this is the greatest Mario game ever made. It's like okay, I bought that. So you got the five points. Oh, all right. Can I just say though, I would like to thank Andrew Brown for being such an optimistic Mario fan. I didn't read from his review or anything. But when I read his review that it uh, it changed the Mario formula, that's where I basically went to in my mind <laughs> to do this. Now, I, no, I'm not that. I'm not saying he's wrong, even though I don't like the game that much. But like, his optimism as a Nintendo fan is inspiring to me. Well, all the thanks to Andrew Brown then. Um, <laughs> at the end of this, what you can you call it? Like this spectacle. Mm -hmm. uh, Scott got a respectable 39 points <laughs> and Alex dominated this competition with 47.5 I'm not going to say dominated uh, in fact you know what give like a few points and a quarter to Scott so it ties out because I think <laughs> I think he did just as good a job as I did but... I'm not even going to take the victory in fact Scott you win <laughs> you can have it it's very very noble of you Alex <laughs> No, it was fun. I, I don't think it was, like, that far beyond. I think the five points is what swung it. Yeah. Yeah. But for the rest of us, pretty close to one another. Had you guys had yeah. fun? It was great. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It was a good time. Excellent. Would you up for this, do this one again later in the year? I would do it later tonight. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> fantastic. So so get to work, Don. Start writing those questions. <laughs> let's, okay. do the, let's do for questions about the first two weeks of 2014. <laughs> no, I would be up for doing one in Janu for January. Um, 
So what rest for me is, are you guys working on anything for the site? Um, I have, I'm in the process of starting a new video series where I basically take editorials that would be in text form and I talk at a camera uh, without, without much of a script, just generally a few notes saying my opinions. I like the idea of talking to a camera being direct to an audience, so hopefully anyone listening to this will look forward to that and enjoy it. Scott? Um, for the site, no, just the normal stuff. I mean, just the, the podcast every week and stuff. I just reviewed Dr. Luigi over on IGN, if anyone wants to go read or watch that review. Um, narrated in video as... form by the always lovely Jose Otero. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, no, as far as the site, nothing really lined up apart from, yeah, just pumping out some connectivities every week, so. Pumping those out like crazy. Yeah, that's right. Always important. Then, what all what rests me is to thank you for being on this this extravaganza of a long podcast. Sure. Oh, thank this was for... my favorite like connectivity thing in a long while. Yeah, you did. This was amazing, Don. You did good. You did good work. You did great. So. It was difficult to keep up with the score sometimes, so I can imagine. <laughs> so it might be one or two points like difference. So I excuse myself for that, but it was still like Uh-oh. pretty much the. <laughs> the roundout as it, as it used to be, so no worries about that. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the editing isn't too tough on you. Yeah. Hopefully not. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for listening, and I wish you all a good day, a good night, a good morning, whenever you listen to this. Maybe you're going <laughs> just to work and thinking, oh, this is a good start of my day. I say, fantastic. Have a lovely day. Bye. Have a Bye, mind. guys. everyone, and welcome to the segment of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. Uh, today I'm with Zach Miller. Howdy, everybody. And uh, today we're going to do a little something, something a little different. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we did our top games of 2013, and last week we took a look at 2014. So now we're going to take a, a jump all the way back to, well, I guess, the time span of, what, 2006 to 2012. Yep. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Wii. What? Uh, Zach, Zach, you came up. I know it's insane. Uh, <laughs> you came up with this idea, so why don't why don't you talk a little bit about what this segment is? Yeah, I was um, 
I was listening to a uh, the Player One podcast. They did a Wii retrospective, uh, and they were really struggling to come up with five top games for each of them. They were they were all kind of trying to figure out. They they couldn't come up with a a good list. And I thought, well, that's stupid. I know what my top five Wii games would be, but that seems like such a uh, you know what, what's the word um, cliche thing to do. And we've yeah. probably already done it before. Uh, so I thought. What game in 20 years are people going to say that game defined the system? Like what game was we all about? Um, you know, for uh, uh, NES, I'd say it's Super Mario Brothers 3 is the, is the best that system could do. Uh, it kind of said everything it need, you need to say about the NES. Um, so what, what would it be for the Wii? Um, and we've mm-hmm. each, co- we'll start out with the obvious one, but then we each have two games, uh, that we think, uh, other people should consider too. Um, yep. so let's, so that's the concept and, uh, Scott was willing to jump in with me. Indeed. Yeah. Couldn't, no one else, no one else is available, no. but, uh, <laughs> we should be able to handle it. So Scott, why don't you introduce the most obvious game here? So the most obvious, uh, without a doubt is Wii Sports. Wii Sports. Maybe slash Wii Sports Resort. I don't know. I I I still don't think that got anywhere near as much traction no. as Wii Sports did. Uh, most people probably don't even. Most casual uh, Wii owners probably don't even really know that's a thing. Right. Um. But Wii Sports for sure. I mean, who who can forget playing Wii Sports for the first time? Right. Um. It it was incredible. I mean, I remember the day I got my Wii. My a buddy and my a buddy and me. We both got Wiis. We went to GameStop and picked uh-huh. those up. We reserved them so we didn't have to wait in line overnight or anything like that. We just went at 9 a.m. and picked them up. And then pretty much all day that Sunday, we had this, like, rotating cast of friends come over. Probably, like, about 20 different friends throughout the day just come over and play uh, primarily Wii Bowling. Wow. I mean, throughout the day. Yeah, like, we would just text them, like, you have to come over and try this, you know, whether you, <laughs> when you get out of work or when you get a chance or whatever. And, yeah, like, just throughout the day, different people came over to my friend's house, and we just played Wii Sports nonstop. That's nuts. Um and it was like that for a long time. I mean, yeah. months we probably did that. Me too. I, I uh, got a Wii and I lived right across the halls from some of my best friends. And we played, we probably played Wii Bowling every day for six months. It was, mm-hmm. it was insane. Um, and, and to me, Wii Sports, it's not just it's a, it's a good game. It, it shows off the motion control. But it really captured that audience Nintendo was obviously going for this blue ocean strategy where i mean i i think the whole system must have been designed around the wii sports identity it's very simple it's just got this remote anyone can play it uh well and i I think kids to grandparents yeah and i absolutely believe that the idea of the system being designed around it because when you think of like you know we've all heard that the n64 controller was developed specifically for mario 64 and then right. it's kind of like well everything else just kind of make work on this controller but this we need this controller for mario 64 so yeah. that's what we're doing and i i have no problem believing that we was devi- designed with Wii sports in mind first and foremost right it's it's just it's the exactly the blue ocean game and i know people who bought Wii's and Wii Sports, and never really bought anything else. Maybe they bought yep. Wii Fit, uh, but they continued to play Wii Sports. And to this day, uh, when we go over to my in-law's house in Kansas, if me or her brother-in-law have, or my brother-in-law 
have brought their Wii with them, we're going to play Wii Sports every night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just that kind of game, and I do think that's... I mean, it's hard to argue for any other game being synonymous uh, with the Wii. Yeah. Um, over over Wii Sports. Um, and I don't know, it's interesting, because I don't think Nintendo's really been able to capitalize on that... You know how you the blue ocean strategy, like you uh, like you've said, no. like they did with Wii Sports. Um, no, never again. That is kind of interesting. I, I think the closest they probably got was Wii Fit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was that was another big one. And then I feel like after Wii Fit is when things sort of started dying down. I, I don't believe Wii Fit U or Wii Sports Resort did as well. No, uh, anywhere near as well as those original titles did. And then now you've got the iterations on Wii U, which I you know I don't know that we've really seen. Well, I guess we wouldn't have seen sales number for Wii Fit U yet because it's only been digital and, right. and that's not included in MPDs. So I sure, this is the I sure first... haven't bought any of them because I have them on Wii. Yeah. Online. And you know, the, it's kind of weird. We haven't really talked about it, but the Wii Sports games on Wii U, playing them online, for as much as like everyone's kind of been demanding that Nintendo implement uh, online functionality with those those Wii Sports games and things like that, it, it, to me, it's actually not that fun. <laughs> no, it's not as fun. I mean, that's that's another part of the the thing that made Wii great is you're there with your family mm-hmm. playing bowling or your friends, and, and there is something about that being in the same room, right? Uh, that I think the Wii really capitalized on, and Nintendo's been adamant about since the NES. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, it just feels slow. It's not. I mean, yeah. It's just not as fun. I mean, you're just watching other people bowl in between your own, you know, your own throws, and it's just like it's watching really the AI. Yeah, exactly. Tennis is a little better because obviously it, there's much more action in it. Oh, but sure. The bowling really loses a lot when you're not just playing with a group of friends. Yeah, I'll bet. Um, so, um, so that's Wii Sports. I mean, we all know it. You all know it. We <laughs> probably, we all probably loved it at some point, even if we don't want to admit it. Um, I feel like there's a weird kind of retroactive, like. I don't know if hate's the right word, but, like, maybe indifference towards Wii Sports. I think a lot of people, just because it did define the Wii so much and Nintendo's sort of casual output for a long time, yeah. people kind of, like, have a grudge against Wii Sports. But you can't deny that that, that wasn't a fantastic game no, for a long time. No, it was time. really good. I mean, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I hear a lot of people saying, oh, Wii Sports wasn't all that good. It was just a tech demo. Well, who cares? It was a really good one. Yep. Oh, Yeah. It's got to be one of like the best pack-in games of all time. Yeah, and everybody, no matter who you are, if you had a Wii, or even if you didn't have a Wii, a friend had a Wii, you played Wii Sports. Yep, and you probably enjoyed it. You probably enjoyed it. <laughs> um, so as far as our other games, um, Zach, why don't you go ahead and go first? Why don't you, why don't you come up with another Wii game that you think maybe uh, will be remembered for defining the system? Okay, I, it's, it's a little obscure in America, um, probably <laughs> everywhere, but Captain Rainbow. Captain Rainbow. I think uh, I think Trauma Team really showed what the mm. Wii could do very well. Um, it it had all sorts of functionality with the Wii remote and the uh, the nunchuck, um, and it, it I think it was a really well thought out Wii game where where the developer I think it was Atlas uh, Atlas really tried to make it work with the system and was trauma team that was the like the one that came out just around launch or was that the second one it must have been the second one it was the one with like six different storylines and, okay. and each one was very different um, okay and I, I i appreciate the trauma team works within the confines of what the Wii could do and it doesn't try to 
kind of shoehorn in features that don't really work with the Wii that some games did. Um, but Trauma Team, it's got, you know, all the pointer stuff. It's got gyroscope stuff. Uh, it's got, um, it uses all the buttons very simply. Anyone can play the game. I really do think that uh, after a brief tutorial. And it's just intuitive and it works really well. And I think that um, if you're looking for kind of the best the Wii is capable of, that is one of the games. Yeah, I you know I never played Trauma Team. I played. You're right. I looked it up, and yeah, that one came out in 2010. So that was the second yeah. uh, Wii Trauma game. I played the Trauma Center Wii game, which came out just around launch, and really enjoyed it. I played the original Trauma Center on DS, but it did work surprisingly well um, yeah. on the Wii. And yeah, I, I agree that it, it was it was implemented very well. I I, I kind of miss a little bit of the tactile feel of like being able to press against a screen. Oh um, yeah, I can see that in, in some cases. But, you know, it, it did work really well. And that's one game I've always wanted to play, but just kind of never got the chance to. Yeah, it's it's really fun. And uh, it's very long, and each different storyline, I mean, you're doing different things. Um, all with the Wii Remote, and uh, it, it works really well. Do the stories all kind of, like, They eventually, interwine, they eventually like interwine, yeah. Okay, okay. It takes it's a while, though, for some of them. Is it like the first trauma center where like there's just some crazy like science fiction shit going on by the end of it? Like wasn't the I, was like a, I didn't get crazy... to the end. Uh, oh, okay. but there is some crazy stuff. Like I think one of the doctors turns out to be like a superhero and his <laughs> night job is a superhero. Some, Sounds about right. Yeah, some really crazy stuff. <laughs> um well for me, um, another game that I would I think might very well define the Wii um is New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Oh, and I don't know, maybe, maybe maybe it won't be remembered so much for defining the Wii, but I think it it can be pinpointed for like revitalizing 2D platformers. Um, oh yeah, I can in the see mainstream. That. Like, I, if you don't have, I mean, you had New Super Mario Brothers on DS, and that that was fine, and it did sell incredibly well. But without New Super Mario Brothers Wii, I don't think you have things like uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns, uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland, Rayman, uh, even Rayman. Yeah, I mean these games much kind of ape i mean no pun intended exactly <laughs> from new super mario brothers Wii. uh you know you've got two to four player multiplayer um you've got these great like beautiful 2d games on you know i mean somewhat weaker hardware but because it's 2d they can kind of put a little bit more like love right. uh, into it they, and, they they did what they could do with the hardware limitations that they didn't try to go outside of it exactly um and it's just fantastic. I mean, I liked New Super Mario Brothers, but being able to play with up to four people, even though four people is a bit chaotic, but even just even just two people at a time going through levels together is so fantastic. Yeah. Um, and it really felt like New Super Mario Brothers kind of played it safe in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Whereas New Super Mario Brothers Wii was just like, let's just kind of do everything. So Yoshi's back, and you regain the ability to fly, at least in, in some respect. I think that was the one with the uh, propeller kind of suit yep. where you propeller hat. just, yeah, went straight into the air. But, I mean, it just it just felt much more like a real Mario game, and like one they weren't kind of reserved with. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just it was just really great. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if your other game's Mario Galaxy. We didn't reveal our, our other <coughs> games to each other yet. Okay, maybe it is. But... I mean, I love the Galaxy games, and I think we'll get, you know, I'm excited for whatever the next real 3D Mario game is on Wii U, but 
I really think the new Super Mario Brother Wii game just kind of revitalized a whole a whole genre, and I think it worked better on the Wii than Mario Galaxy did. That's what I think. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Huh. Well, why don't you tell me? <laughs> well, I think Mario Galaxy game. is an example of some, the best the Wii could do. I mean, when you put you know when you put the Wii in a developer's hands who knows the hardware, um, Mario Galaxy is a beautiful game sounds great plays well that is hamstrung by the Wii controls in a, in my opinion mm-hmm. um you know i think mario galaxy would work just fine if not better on a traditional controller i don't like having yep. to s- wiggle the Wii remote to spin and then mm-hmm. i think the only other thing you'd use the Wii remote for is is slingshotting mario around some of the star things uh, yeah in some levels and so the Mario Galaxy team said, well, we got to use this hardware somehow. So let's do this bullshit stuff. <laughs> so I, I, I think that's a real valid criticism of a lot of Wii games. It's so good. You're so you're right there at perfection. And then you say, oh, but we got to use the remote. And, then and that kind of goes back to, to what you said about the Wii being designed with Wii Sports in mind. Right. Yeah, it was really short-sighted to not consider how other typical yeah. normal games would play with with this thing. I mean, sure, you had other means. You know, you had the classic controller and you had the nunchuck, but these were all, like, peripheral devices. Yeah, it was, um, it was designed for the Wii Remote. And notice that Galaxy was not a launch game. I think, right. I think that speaks a lot to, to that issue. Um, Them having to take time to really figure out how to... Implement it. Yeah, implement it, and, you know, we got to do something with it. And and you could say that for a lot of other games. I think, frankly, you could say it for Skyward Sword, um, a little too much uh, Wii stuff in that. And uh, and you could probably say it for, um, uh, like, Wario Land, shake it. That, mm-hmm. game, that game is perfect, except you have to shake the controller to shake him, and, and you don't need to do that. Just press a button. So, All right. <clears throat> I think that's a problem with a lot of Wii games, especially some, you know, first party, surprisingly amount of first party games. They, they get it to perfection. Then they have to crank it back mm-hmm. uh, to um, do Wii stuff with it. Cause it's the Wii and it's got this feature and we got to use it. Right. Yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, rather than like defining the Wii, you could almost say that like Mario Galaxy succeeds despite the Wii. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of true. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it does so much, and like you're absolutely right about, um, you know, when you have a developer that knows the hardware, you know, what they're able to do with it, because that game looks fantastic. Oh yeah. Um, you know, despite being on this this hardware that was behind from the start, um, I would love to see an HD remake of those two games. Yeah, I would, would too. With incredible, with a real controller. With real, yeah, with real controls, and see that that's to me why I give the nod to New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Not that I think necessarily it's a better game entirely because Galaxy is incredible, but it just it just fits the Wii better. Yeah, and but even it's got the shake thing. You don't need to it use does. it. But... Yeah, what what's it do? So you can like you get a little flutter jump, I think, yeah. and then you can like you pick up like your other teammates and stuff like that. Right. Um yeah, but it's not as essential no, as, as, not, in, not as in Galaxy. And Galaxy it almost feels like it takes a step back from Mario sixty four because you just have this universal like shake attack right and it doesn't have to be really precise right um so i don't know but i do i do adore the galaxy games yeah 
I still haven't oh, played the remember. second one. Oh, what? I know. Oh my gosh, you should absolutely do that. I know. Do you own it? No. Oh man, you need to like. I know you don't like GameStop or buying used. I know games, it's like you need twenty to check bucks. That down. It's, it's super cheap. Yeah, you need you need to get that. Yeah. I mean, especially if you really adored the first one. Yeah, I did. I, I I prefer the second one. Did you like all the kind of like exploring the the little planetoid and stuff in between levels? Did you like that, or did you did you prefer just getting straight from level to level? Um, I was more. I didn't care about the space station at all. Yeah, see, me neither, and that's, like, the big discrepancy with people, is if you liked that space station, that shit's, like, all gone in Mario Galaxy 2. Oh, nice. I mean, oh, yeah, it's, like, you just, you're on this tiny, tiny, tiny little planet, and basically all you do is just, like, select the level you want to play and then go to it. You don't have to go to different observatories to find the world you want to find. Nice! You just, you just go to one big map and pick where you want to go. Well, that's better already. Yeah. And you, it's you got will... Yoshi. Yes, it does, Yeah. And yeah, it's a totally refined game. You will you will enjoy it quite a bit. I'll grab that. Nice. Yeah. Well, what's your, um, I'm excited to hear your. I already know what your number two is, but go ahead. You know what it is. Yeah. If it hasn't been mentioned at this point, pretty much everyone should know. Um, but it is Skyward Sword. Okay, it was not what I thought you'd say. Oh, what would you think? I, I thought was you were going to say Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh shit! No. <laughs> you know that's a really fantastic game, but I don't I don't think it defines the Wii in any way. Like, okay. That that game to me. Because it doesn't use the Wii Remote really at all. I mean, not even really at oh, all. Okay. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you can choose to use the nunchuck and Wii Remote, but it, you're pretty much. I was I was going to go with the point. Operation Rainfall angle, and you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's true. I guess yeah, it defines uh, Nintendo of America's stubbornness and bringing <laughs> great games to America. Yeah, I guess that's that's something. But we could. Uh, I, I think Skyward Sword is, like you say, a better choice. Go ahead, tell me yeah. why it is. Because as much as we're talking about Nintendo having to like make the Wii Remote work in certain games, in this game it just it works. There you don't feel like you're losing anything. If anything, you feel like you're gaining uh from using the Wii Remote. And did you play a little bit of the game in that stuff? I played you through not... the first dungeon. And what what didn't click with you? Um it I, I felt like some of the uh I don't know, swinging the sword was always a little bit not as precise as it needed to be for me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I just wasn't good at it or something, but um, I always felt like just, just you, I, every t- I'll tell what it is. Every time I swung that sword, I thought, just use a button. Every other <laughs> game uses a button. And see that that really I think impacted people's enjoyment of it, is how willing you were to like buy into the idea of of constantly swinging this sword. Yeah. Um, and coming from Twilight Princess... I didn't, I didn't want it, to think about it. How about that? Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it definitely makes it a much more... Um, I don't want to say demanding. Because it's not like swinging your arm. Yeah, involved maybe. Uh, um, but coming from Twilight Princess, we, we thought we had this promise of like one-to-one sword control with Wii Remote, and it really wasn't there. No. Um, I mean, when you swung the remote, it really was the equivalent of wrestling a button. Like, he just swung kind of arbitrarily. Yeah. Um, but with Skyward Sword, I mean, it really does its best to, like, follow your motion, whether you're slicing diagonally, you know, left to right, right to left, um, horizontally, vertically. I mean, it, it tracked all that. And it, yeah, that's it, true. It played a role in, in fighting not only bosses, but it's even just, every enemy, just yeah. random enemies. Yeah, so it wasn't just like in most Zelda games where you spot an enemy and you kind of just press the sword attack button until it's dead, you yeah, know, or, sure. you know, there's some where maybe the, the enemy blocks, you have to wait for him to put a shield down, but not much more than that. But every enemy in Skyward Sword, you know, had a different attack pattern and way you had to attack it. I should go um, back to that game. I really should. You should. So it made the combat much more, um, 
involved. Yeah, I think I think that's the right word. I think I think you're right. Involved is is, is absolutely the right word for it. Um, and then it was just gorgeous. It was another game like Mario Galaxy that somehow managed to make this this great looking game uh, with such limited hardware. Oh no, see, I I think it's kind of the opposite. I think this is a case where they threw everything in the kitchen sink at the graphical style, and then the Wii couldn't deliver. Really? I think, you know, a lot of people joke and say, I want an HD version of Skyward Sword. I really do, because I think that, <laughs> I mean, I think that, uh, you know, that game does look gorgeous, but you can really see where the cracks are. Sure. I mean, yeah, naturally. I mean, now at this point, let's see, when did that came, come out? That came out 2011, right? The end of 2011? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, basically the Wii is, is GameCube tech, so, I mean, you're you're talking now a console that's, on tech that's got, I don't know, almost 10 years old at that point, right? Yeah. The game came yeah. out in 2001. But so. it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily a problem of, of fidelity or, or technical specs. It's, a, it's an issue with the uh, art direction they went with. Notice that Wind Waker, uh, in my opinion, Wind Waker 10 years earlier looks a little better because they had this very set uh, – uh, art design, art style in mind that uh, would work really well on the GameCube. And I feel like they had a set art design style for Skyward Sword, but maybe the Wii couldn't necessarily deliver sure. 100%. So I, I think yeah. that's, it's it's not necessarily, like I say, not necessarily an issue of the hardware. It's they really wanted to go go with something impressive uh, and they really tried to squeeze it out of the Wii, but the Wii couldn't couldn't do what they wanted, maybe. Yeah. And, you know, to me, it's not even so much art style that you see that, but it's just sort of the limitation of, like, the um, the sky. I mean, there's nothing there. Oh. It's, it's virtually empty. Yeah. Um, a lot of, like, strange loading times. I mean, when you're on the main um, main kind of floating uh, island sky where Link is from. Yeah, Skyloft. And then you, like, dive off. You know, it'd be awesome if it was this seamless transition. Yeah, where you're but just there is diving. that weird loading, isn't there? Yeah, there's constant loading, and then when you and then when you um go from the sky to landing, you know, whether it's in the forest or the you know the mountain zone or you know wherever you're going, there's there's loading times there too. I mean, for that, that's why I would love to see an HD remake just to get rid of those those yeah. loading times. If you had this like seamless, uh, like living world, I, I it would feel like a much, uh, much more like complete game, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um. But still, I, I can't get enough of the uh, the controls, and I'm kind of torn now with what I want to see for the next Zelda. Because like we've talked about before, Wind Waker on Wii U works so goddamn well, and I love having the uh, the gamepad and all the items and stuff right on the touchscreen, and yeah. it's so easy to, to be looking down and see the map or adjust your items or what have you. Um, but that ease goes away if, if you're going back to the, the Wii remote, like, sword controls. I'm sure you have the gamepad in your lap, I guess, but still, I mean, you're, you're having to adjust the controller or, you know, hand the Wii remote to your left hand while you look down and touch the yeah. touchscreen to, like, equip the boomerang or the bombs or something. I don't, so, I don't think they'll go back to the remote and the gamepad. They can't do that. That's just too weird. Using both of them, you're yeah, saying? Yeah, So you're saying it has to be one or the other? And, and I don't know if they'll go to Wii controls primarily because they sank all this money into the uh, gamepad. Yeah, um, I want to say there was an interview. I, I wish I would have pulled it up ahead of time. Um, or there Miyamoto, was. I know what you're talking or about. Or someone, maybe they specifically said, right, that, that it was gonna, they were going to keep the motion controls, I'm pretty sure. I think it was Enuma. Oh, okay. Said so, Yeah, that said that the motion controls would, would appear in future Zelda future games. Future Zelda games, yeah. 
um, that they wouldn't go back. But you're right. I mean, how you implement all of that, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I don't know. If I think about... I'm torn. I, I guess I'm just torn. <laughs> I, I love the motion controls, but playing Wind Waker, I love using the touchscreen um, to just quickly do things. So I don't know what I would sacrifice over the other. Well, let me let me ask you this. Um, do you think that Skyward Sword, um, thinking back to what I've played, uh, let me ask you this instead. It's a different question. Sure. Do you think Nintendo, with through the life of the Wii, remember how they said initially... We want to train gamers to play more gamer games. Like you start with Wii Sports, that's your that's your gateway drug. And then you move to like Mario Kart. Everyone's playing Mario Kart. And then everyone's playing Super Mario Brothers Wii, right? Or new Super Mario Brothers Wii. Do you think that Skyward Sword was meant to be the end point there? Because there is a <laughs> lot of, you know, no duh things for gamers in that. But... But Skyward Sword really trains you, like, hardcore, and not just with, you know, moving the Wii Remote around. I mean, every time you get an item, it tells you what it is. You have that gigantic uh, ghost of the uh, the Wii Remote on the screen all the time. Um, yeah. I, I really do wonder if uh, Nintendo initially, maybe in 2006, thought, you know, people who've never played a video game before will buy Wii Sports... And then through this, you know, process of getting better at games, eventually they'll be able to play a Zelda game. You know, I wouldn't doubt if in board meetings at some point uh, around the Wii's launch, maybe before the Wii's launch, or as they're outlining future games for the Wii, that that that's not a conversation that happened. Yeah. Um. Where yeah, you're you're you've got this logical uh, growth process for these casual gamers who come in. Um, and they become more and more uh, comfortable with traditional games. That that Skyward Sword would be that endpoint, right? Um, I don't think it happened. No, I, I, I don't either. But I just <laughs> wonder parents, if that was their intention. My, my my mom never went and picked up Skyward Sword. I don't know about you, but yeah, I, I you know that that is an interesting point because you're right. That game is a little heavy on the tutorials. Um, maybe even a little heavy is underselling it because you're right. Every time you pick up an item, it tells you you know a collectible. Um, it's telling you what, what to use it for. Um, it is a little handholdy at times. Yeah. I would agree with that. Like um, more yeah, so than previous, correct. like much more so than previous Zelda games. And that's the only reason I, think I, so. I wonder if they're trying to train a new generation of uh, of gamers to play Zelda. That could be. But now, now that I've been playing A Link Between Worlds, I think it's easy to see they maybe abandoned that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> a Link Between Worlds, although, I don't think it's... Although not the that... 3DS has a very different audience. True. This is very true. Who knows? But I would say the Wii U even has a very different audience at this point. Oh sure. So I don't I don't anticipate that that kind of um, helpfulness yeah. <laughs> uh, appearing in in the the next Wii U Zelda game. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do yeah. with the next game. Not just not just control wise, but but how heavy handed they are on. I mean, after the yeah. success after the success of Link Between Worlds, I have to think they'll go more towards that. Well, and, and, like, the universal praise that has come about from them kind of giving the player control right from the start and just sort of letting the player have that freedom. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see how you just go back from that now. Yeah. I think this was kind of like a test, and they see everyone pretty much loved it, and they're going to implement that. Yeah. I mean, all I, want, all I want is Zelda, like, a Zelda version of Skyrim or something to that <laughs> equivalent, right? Would I you want a huge open world. Not first person, though. That'd be weird. No, no, not first person, but just that kind of like 
huge open world and just that amount of freedom. Yeah. Where there's all these like crazy like dungeons that aren't even main dungeons that you have to explore, but they're just hidden about. Yeah, that'd be really yeah, cool. Just a, a lot to find and explore, and I like that idea. Yeah, I do so. too. That's that's a good uh, idea. Thank you. Well, <laughs> all right, Nintendo. There you go. <laughs> not, not that I'm at all. Have at you all guys played Skyrim? <laughs> yeah. So I think that does it. Um, were there any others that you were thinking of that didn't quite fit the uh, the mold here? Um, for a little while, I thought um, the Endless Ocean games, um, mm-hmm. but but they, uh, I don't know, they 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 don't really fit into any particular audience. I thought that because when I was playing it the other, I was playing it last night, and I thought my father in law would like this game because he likes diving, and then I yeah. thought, but he wouldn't like the classic controller. There's too many buttons. You just want to point at a fish and see what it is. And then the other game I considered putting on was uh, Silent Hill uh, because that, that uses the Wii remote really well too, as the flashlight and as the phone. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But I don't know. I I really feel like that game. um, I don't know. That's just such an, a, a specialized audience doesn't really say anything about the Wii to me. No. Yeah, I, I would agree. You know, not like not like Mario Galaxy or Mar- new, new Super Mario Brothers U or Skyward Sword would. Right. I mean, Trauma Team's already a freaking obscure game. I just think it does. <laughs> I think the developers are really good about it. That's why I put it on my list. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. How about you? <sighs> you mentioned Mario Kart. I kind of thought about that for a little bit. Yeah, I um, did too. I do think it was one of the kind of more successful Mario Kart games. Yeah, it appealed to a much broader audience. They they did a good job with the uh, uh, PR on that. Right, and like you said, that was that was an easy uh, bridge to cross from Wii Sports to Mario Kart. Yeah, that stupid um, wheel. Oh God, yeah, that stupid wheel. <laughs> um, so I had to think of Mario Kart, and. No, that was pretty much it. Yep. Now that you say Xenoblade Chronicles, I think about it, but that, I didn't think about that ahead. Of <laughs> so, all right. Well, I think that will about do it. So, you, the listener out there, why not comment and let us know what Wii games you think define the system? Uh, they don't have to necessarily be the best games. They don't have to be perfect. But what games do you think uh, will be remembered? You know, ten, twenty years when we look back at the Wii. Um, but anyway, Zach, thanks for coming up with this topic. Of course. And thanks for being here. Wouldn't be anywhere and else. There you go. And we will uh, talk to you guys later. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget to send listener mail to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com, and if you've got a moment, please rate and review the show on iTunes. 